You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. We're getting ready to dig into the Old Testament on this Throwback Thursday with Rabbi Jeff Adler of Messianic Congregation Sha'are Yeshua, and uh, looking forward to it. Jeff, how have you been? I feel like I haven't gotten to talk to you on the radio in a month of Sundays. <laughs> Good morning. How, how, how are my friends there in the Cupcake Casa? Jeff, I'm going to tell you, I presented the cupcakes, I turned my back, and now the whole package has disappeared. I don't know what has become of them. I'm a little bit nervous. Well, I think that raccoon you you encountered yesterday sneaked into your car, sneaked into the station. Trash panda came by and snatched him up. You have no idea how traumatic that is of an experience at four in the morning. You know, I like, like I texted to you yesterday. You know, I I just uh, I wondered what had happened to Rocky Raccoon since the Beatles last talked about him. Oh boy! Now I know he, he showed up in your backyard. Yeah, living in the trash can. That's right. And he's waiting on me. That's too <laughs> See, funny. Seeing what good stuff I'm bringing out of the house. Yeah, if you all weren't listening. Through the trash for cash. You know? <laughs> I carried out the trash way early yesterday and. As soon as I lifted the toter lid, the whole thing started to vibrate, and I should have let go. I don't know why I didn't, but as soon as I opened the lid all the way, he didn't just shoot out of it. Why didn't he go the opposite direction? No, he came right at me. That's what was, that's what was nerve-wracking. He's a Kelly fan. Yeah. <laughs> I can do with less fans, Jeff. Did, he, fan. did you see a flash when he came flying out? Maybe he was paparazzi. I don't think and he so. He just wanted to make sure he got a good picture of you. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm sure it was a photo finish, though. You know? Oh, yeah. definitely a photo finish. <laughs> he was a chubby, chubby boy. I think he's been visiting that toter for quite some time. <laughs> anyway, so where are we so going this morning, Jeff? What are we digging into? Isaiah 53. People might not be aware that there that. Rabbis historically have seen two strands of prophecy referring referring to the Messiah. One of them talks about a Messiah who would reign and rule and establish a kingdom, and, and they, they refer to that strand of prophecy and the character uh, referred to by them as, as Mashiach ben David, Messiah son of David, who would reign. But they saw another strand of prophecy, and this one that we're going to examine this morning is a part of that one. It, it refers to, to, to Mashiach ben Yosef, the son of Jacob, who was sold into slavery and, 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 and suffered. And so uh, this prophecy, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah does, and, it's, uh, and, and, it, and, and of, course, of course both some rabbis said that we if we obey god we get we get the king if we if we did not obey him we get the one who would come come to suffer i quite I think it's quite clear that we get both and so the messiah who was born the messiah who was prophesied to come and and be born uh came here to die to be atonement and this 53rd chapter of isaiah 
is just so full and so and just oozes information about that. It refers to the Messiah who comes to suffer. Actually, the prophecy begins in verse 13 of the preceding chapter. For time's sake, we won't be able to, to go there, but one, one thing that it says is that, that his, his, his appearance is marred. When you bear in mind that we were created in the image of God and our sin marred the image since the Messiah was coming to take our place, that's why. That's what that prophecy means. That's what that statement means. And Messiah who came, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of, full of, of grace and truth. When He took our sin onto Himself, uh, then, 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 the, then the, the, the image of God was marred like we had marred it by our rebellion against, against God. And so he, he, came to, he came to, he came to, to be rejected. He came, he came to die. If he'd been accepted as the Messiah, he wouldn't have been the Messiah, which is a fascinating kind of ironic statement here. But he says, for the 53rd chapter, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord, the arm of Adonai, been, been revealed? It says, for he grew up before him like a tender shoot, in verse 2, like a root out of dry ground. And I remember Walter Kaiser pointing out in class that there are these, these roots that, that grow but down, by, down by the Dead Sea. Um, if you're looking out at the landscape, you can't, you can't see them because they just kind of blend in, in, into the ground. But they only need a little bit of, 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 of water to, to be sustained. And, uh, and you, you only see them because of the way they blend into the soil. You can only see them if you know what to look for. And so the same way, that's why God gave us the prophecies. The, People might look at Messiah and say, "Well, he doesn't look attractive." But, but if you know what to what, what to to look for, and of course, God gave the prophecies of his being from the line of David, David from the tribe of Judah, being born in Bethlehem, being born to a virgin, all of those things that he would die by being crucified. Um, when you when you put all of those things together, you get a, you get a landscape. That the Lord that that the Lord provided so that when we would see Him we'd know Him. So it goes on. He had no form or or majesty that we should look at Him, nor beauty that we should desire Him. He, but He was He was despised and rejected by men. That's the thing that's so astonishing. Our salvation, the promised one, the one who is the agent of the fulfillment of all the things God promised my forefathers not only for Israel, but for the world. It's so hard, hard to believe that he would have to come and, 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 and suffer. The one who healed the sick and raised the dead and made the blind to see and the lame to walk. Why would we reject that one? Because that was the intent. Because he had to come. He had to be rejected for us in order to, to be the atonement, for us to be reconciled to God. Um, was one from from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken, struck by God, and, and afflicted. What does that mean? That means that he looked like a good guy to us, but if God allowed all these terrible things to happen to him, 
there must must have been some secret sin in him that we we didn't know about that only God knew. But you know, he he is he's, he's he comes and he suffers and he's rejected on our behalf. Matter of fact, later on in, in the prophecy, it says he he will do no violence, nor was it nor will any deceit be in his mouth. There's no overt or subtle sin in him at all. Um, he is he is the one person who is completely sin free, uh, as because of course he is the one described in Micah five that passage we, we we talked about last week. His goings forth are me may olam from days of forever. Only God can make that claim. He is not only no end but no beginning. Uh, uh, but he was wounded. Verse five is so profound. He will be wounded. The Hebrew word is me pesha'enu. Pesha is the strongest word for sin in the Bible. The rule is translated transgression, and and uh, it is those are the kinds of sins where we we say, I know it's right, I know it's wrong. I purposely choose to reject the right and do and do the wrong. I'm shaking my fat my fist in God's face saying, I'm going to do what I want when I want to do it, the way I want to do it, and I don't care what you say. And that those are called, uh, in, in the Torah, those are called high-handed sins. And there weren't sacrifices for those sins. As a matter of fact, the sacrifices of the Mosaic structure are, 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 are described as if a man sinned by ignorance, let him bring a burnt up burnt offering, a peace offering, and so on. Um, but but here, this says that this sacrifice is for Peshayenu, for our rebellions, for the highest, worst sins. Um, he will be wounded, me Peshayenu, he'll be crushed because of our, uh, of our guilts, the punishment that will lead to our shalom. Shalom, we, you know, we say hello, we say goodbye, that's, that's the way Jewish people say hello and goodbye. Um, it's understood to mean peace, but it's general well-being. And the, actually the full content of that word is everything that God had in mind when he created us in the first place in his image. Every good thing, every blessing eternal eternity in in the in the presence of God that's why Yeshua so often would say peace be still what what was the word peace he was using shalom shalom alechem peace be to you and so you know he say I'm coming here I'm bringing all the good stuff I'm bringing everything that that I had that that we had in mind when we created mankind and so it says he it says the the punishment for the restoration of our shalom was upon, will be upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We are unpacking Isaiah 53 with Rabbi Jeff Adler of Messianic Congregation. And uh, Jeff, I know this weekend you guys are going to have a celebration coming up on Sunday at the Zionsville Lions Club, the Hanukkah party coming up, but we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. We want to finish out our scripture analysis here and understand more about he who the Lord has sent as our Redeemer. So continue on with our, our study here. Okay, well, the verse 6 says, we've all got the same problem. We all like sheep. Sheep are not necessarily, I don't mean to insult the sheep, but they're not necessarily known for being intelligent or, or staying, staying together. They scatter. And so we are compared 
You know, God is talk. God often describes Himself as the the good shepherd, um, and so He cares about us. But you know, we don't. We act, often act like like sheep instead of like someone create like those created in the image of God. And so uh, we we all like sheep will have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Oh, Adonai has laid on him on the servant that is referred to on the Messiah the guilt of us all and it says we, he he was led as a sheep to the slaughter as a sheep before her in other words he came and took out our, our place the genius who created the heavens and the earth came and took the place of one of the of one what was of one of our sheep one one of his sheep and and uh and so it goes on and says he was cut off from the land of the living. It's quite clear he he would come he would come to die. I want to try to wrap this up. I, don't, I know our time is getting short. I just want to say that um, go into to verse ten. Verse ten says it pleased Adonai to crush him. You know, there's a historic tragedy, and that is Jewish people have often been called killers of Christ and so on. It's one of the sad things. Sadly, the church has often accused that. 700 years before the event, God says, I'm putting Yeshua on that stake. God's not blaming the Jewish people. He's not blaming the Romans. He's not blaming anybody else because he knows that unless he makes that choice, we're, we're cooked. We're fried. We have no opportunity. We're lost forever. And so it pleased Adonai to crush him. And it's so important for people to hear that, um, that God doesn't see Jewish people as Christ killers. At 700 years before the event, he said he would do it. It pleased Adonai to crush him. He has put him to grief if he would offer himself as an asham. Asham is a very specific sacrifice there were four major sacrifices under the law of Moses. I don't have time to go into the, uh, to go in, into all of them, but the Asham was, was a special one that involved it, it was for violation of the honor code, and it, it it entailed payment of not only the principle of the debt but damages as well. That could, the, the very least would be 20%. And, and, and there were examples where if I stole your ox, I'd have to pay you damages of 400%. And those damages are like credit card debt. They keep spiraling up until it's paid off. And so the statement, by describing Messiah's death as an asham, he's saying that the Messiah came and not only paid the, paid the principle of our sin debt to God, but those damages to the point since he was only going to die once he had to build into that act enough atonement to cover every contingency not only for myself or for those of you in the studio but for every man woman and child who has ever does or ever will walk on the face of the earth and so all we have to do is reach out and grab it all we have to do is ask god apply the atonement that you have provided already to my sin, to the point that verse 11 says that God, he, God, will see the suffering of his soul and be satisfied. That means there's nothing else that needs to be added 
to what Yeshua did, to his sacrifice, his atonement. If I have time, I'd like to just give two example stories. I'll try to be as quick as I can. Do, do, do I have time? Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Okay, there was a woman that, that, that I knew I had double-dated with, with, with her and her boyfriend back in college, and, uh, and she was very cheerful and bouncy, and, and uh, after I moved back to Cincinnati, she, she was attending the congregation. One day she said, um, she said, said to me, I'd like to come back and, and after lunch and make an appointment with you and talk to you about something. And, and, and so, so we did. We, we made the appointment. She came and talked to me, and she said uh, that she had been ill, and she'd gone back to her, her hometown for a while. And uh, she'd had an affair with a guy, and had and had become pregnant, and and had 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 in, in panic aborted the baby. And she said, "Now that you know, I thought you had a right to know, but now that you know, I can never come back here because I can't face you again." And I said, "Don't you understand the forgiveness of God? Don't you understand that Yeshua paid the whole debt?" And she could. And I've never seen her again. It's been like thirty-five years. Just. It's, continues even after all these years to break my heart the other story is there was a gal she was she was 25 at the time um and she she struggled with guilt and shame we had a guest speaker last week gary sweeten um who 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 said that psychiatrically uh, shame is actually loss of, of of identity, and and so she was always struggling with with depression that she had done some terrible things. They actually she she was very she was very much like like like, like her generation, but um, you know, but she was just so filled with guilt and shame. One day she came back. She made an appointment. She asked me to pray for her to that that. Uh, the oppression that was that was coming would, would be broken, and so I, I was praying for her, and nothing was changing. And, and and I asked the Lord, Lord, show me what's going on here. And he he the Lord spoke to me and said, Tell her to thank me that I love her. And I said, Thank 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 God that that thank Jesus that he he, he loves you. And and she did. I said, Do it again. And she did it. And she, I said, Do it again. And she did it. And suddenly, that oppression lifted, the atmosphere changed, there'd been a darkness that came into the place with her that was now gone, and I looked at her, and she was just glowing, and she said, wow, what happened? And, the, and, and then I, I, I understood that as long as she was refusing to accept the forgiveness of God, His love, and that which was brought into our lives by the atonement of Yeshua, who died for our sins, as His prophecy says, and rose from the dead, as the last verses of this prophecy describe. She was giving Satan ground to oppress her, but when she affirmed and asserted what God's Word says, she took away from Satan that ability, and she was glowing. And a friend of mine saw her, actually, actually ran into her on vacation, about a month and a half ago, and she said, when you get back to Indianapolis, please tell Jeff Adler hi for me, and that I still remember what he told me those those years ago, but it's actually not what I told her, it's what God's Word told her. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and people can get, people can, there's a freedom of it. There's a freedom available in this Messiah that people often don't avail themselves of. 
Jeff, um, as you know, you shared those stories about people who two contrasting stories. One person who couldn't, you know, accept the forgiveness of God and what God has done for us in His Word, but also uh, that you know the, how God's Word can change a life when we receive that forgiveness, and that is such a precious reminder of the gentleness of our God. He is a just God, you know. He is, and as we can see, he can be a vengeful God. But God is also uh, a God of grace and mercy and compassion. And through what we would call, you know, perhaps one of the most violent things that we could possibly come up with in our mind, the Roman crucifixion, as the measure for which Christ would pay the penalty for our sin, we see the goodness inside of that. And that is so important, and that's what comes through in Isaiah 53. So I can't say thank you enough for sharing these past couple of weeks in these scriptures leading up to the birth of Christ uh, and the coming Messiah. Just precious. Thank you. You know, I, I, I've been so impressed. I, the last last few weeks especially, I've been thinking, as I've been talking talking to God, I said, Lord God, you are so huge, I'm like a flea, and I could be crushed and squashed so easily. And, and, and yet, Lord, your mercy toward me is so great we just have no idea and and that the the genius if if i were a judge for instance and i i, I were i were I, there were i was a sitting on a uh, sitting on a murder case and uh you know the the jury had found the person the person guilty the guilt of the defendant was clear um, but then they they have that phase where they talk about well, the background and so on, and, you know, as they as they as the judge determines the sentence, and, and, and I hear that and I say, I want to show mercy to this guy who just had a horrible background. But if I show mercy to him, what am I saying to the to the, the to to the family of the people of the guy who was murdered? And how how do I integrate mercy and justice? And the incredible thing about God is that he is the genius to be able to perfectly integrate justice and mercy into one act because he measured, he poured out the full measure of justice for our sin and our evil. But, he, but, but every sin, all sin is paid for and beyond by, because God decided he would pay it himself. Only God has the resources to pay the sin debt for me, much less the whole world. And that's why John 3.16 is so powerful. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Packed into that term is just so much substance and weight. Uh, we just have, we just can't grasp the genius of God to be able to integrate mercy and justice. Only he can do it. I know it is almost overwhelming just when you think you've got a grip on what he has done. It it starts to elude you again because it is so much bigger than us. Yeah. And all we can do is really just for me anyway just sit in awe yeah. of who he is and what he has done. It's it's overwhelming to me and I'm so grateful. Absolutely yeah, that amazing. It's true our God is an awesome God. It's such a profound 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's the rock. Uh, Michael yesterday referred to one 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 of his favorite Hanukkah songs, Ma Otsur, Rock of Ages, and you know, praise thy saving power. Yeah. You know, um, you you were our our saving tower. A lot of people don't necessarily fully understand. We hear it. What is Hanukkah? Uh, but share with us the celebration of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is actually uh, it is the it is the, the 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 climax of the fulfillment of a prophecy. Some prophecies made in Daniel, particularly Daniel chapter eight, about an oppressive Greek king. Who would come and who would, would, would seek to destroy the worship of, of, of the Lord? And so it turned out it was was fulfilled. There was a king named Antiochus the um, Fourth, and and he ended the worship of, of the Lord at the temple. He offered pigs sacrificed on the altar at the temple in Jerusalem. He offered he had sacrifices offered up to Zeus. He, he, he instituted uh, practices at the temple that were offensive. Uh, they were they violated the, the commandments and the whole ambiance of the of the worship of the Lord. And so there was a, a, a there was a, a rebellion by a family that came to be known as the Maccabees. That word means that means the the, the a hammer, and uh, and so this this priestly family led a revolt. And against overwhelming odds, they were able they were able to defeat the Syrian Greeks, and then uh, they they decided to go back and to to consecrate the temple. They went back and they found all kinds of desecrations had, had, had occurred, and and so they decided the, the menorah, the the, the seven branch uh, lamp uh, that that was commanded by God to never be allowed to go out. Had, had of course not been able to be be maintained, so they they went and there was a particular formula of fuel for for the menorah that God had mandated, and uh, they only found enough. It would be it would be kept in, in a special container that would have the stamp of the the high priest on it. They found one. They found one container. They found enough for for what 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 one day, and they said this won't even last long. It was supposed to keep it going all all the time, but they decided to take a step of faith and they, they and they they burned that, and instead of lasting for one day, it lasted for eight, and so because of that, uh, by that time they'd been able to make more, and so um, and, and so it, it's been observed the day means feast of dedication and uh, and it was it was a sacrifice it was, sorry it was a, a festival that was observed by Yeshua by Jesus in Ch- in John chapter 10 and uh, and and and, uh, and so it is very important it is it is a um, it is a biblical holiday um, it, it does not have the standing of Yom Kippur Rosh Hashanah, poor uh, Passover, and so on, um, but it is it, it is a celebratory time, and very often it you know we eat like uh, um, we we eat like potato latkes and special pastries and so on. Um, I think I heard heard Michael talk about it talked about the the dreidel, uh, which has four let four letters on it that. 
signify the statement, a great miracle happened there in Israel. Of course, they changed the letters. It's a great miracle happened here. But it, it just celebrates, again, the deliverance power of God, the faithfulness of God. And if God can be faithful to Israel and to us, then, then he will be faithful to anyone who puts his trust in him. We have a powerful, delivering God who doesn't need great numbers to accomplish good things because, um, because well, there, there is an old saying, one plus God is a majority. Actually, God himself is a majority. But uh, that's what Hanukkah is. And you have to get that at the beginning of it. <laughs> I struggle with that count. part. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound as good coming from me as it does you, Jeff. <laughs> well, that's why I keep my that's how I keep my throat clear. I just keep <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, Jeff, uh, tell us a little bit about your weekend celebration. Well, we're having uh, well, we're, we're having a special service. Uh, a, not not a service. It'll be a, 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 a Hanukkah. I forget what holiday we're at. There's so many of them lately. Um, uh, we're having a special Hanukkah observance. Uh, it's a pitch in at the at the Lions Club in yeah. Zionsville on Sunday from. What, what one to five? Everybody br- brings us something, and and we we will. It, it it actually will end before Hanukkah actually begins. Yeah, it's for. But it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll light the candles for the first night, and you know there'll be some 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 dancing and some celebration of the goodness of God. We'll have lots of. We've got a t- team of guys who goes. They get there well in advance, and they make huge mountains of potato pancakes latkes and the, the place just smells great from the mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish you could see the look on Steve's face right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just... gained 10 pounds just smelling <laughs> oh boy yeah <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My friend's mom's making there. Oh, the potato locky. Ah, oh, just mm. <laughs> line me up. Start throwing them in my mouth. That's all. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Well, cupcakes. <laughs> we are so grateful uh, for you, brother. And we will be um, checking in with you, yeah, after the, the holiday. Uh, and we'll be having more teaching on our Throwback Thursdays. I'm excited to see where we go in 2023 with you. Uh, very, very just uh, happy and uh, just appreciate your teaching here for what you do for our listeners and, and just appreciate your heart for the Lord and your willingness to put up with both Kelly and I and now Eric as well and be here and with us. Every, yeah, and the <laughs> Yeah, because you're you're in charge of him now. He's all <laughs> yours. <laughs> and Barney. Yep, and Barney. <laughs> I'm bringing the whole menagerie to your place. <laughs> That's it. They're therapy yeah, pets the now. Zoo. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> all right. WGNR Zoo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. We wish you have a great day, and we will look forward to talking to you soon. All right. God bless you, brother. All right. Same to you. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.